Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Work Rate Podcast. This is our overdue AEW review. Um, we will be covering Rampage and Dynamite in this. Uh, there's a lot of very funny news this week. Um, so this is going to be, this very well could be a long podcast because we're covering four hours of AW in one. We don't normally do this, but that was how the schedule super show. It's going to be yeah. a super, super podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. So the, the joy of, or the, the benefit of being late for this podcast is that we have got, we have been witness to Tony Khan losing his mind on Twitter <laughs> and <laughs> AEW actually, depending on who you ask, but if you ask the people who matter, which are the advertisers and anyone in network tele within television, they will say that AEW Rampage for that half hour block that they were head to head did better than SmackDown. And granted, SmackDown's on FS1. So and that does that is a huge factor. It basically cuts their uh it viewership cuts in half. Their viewership in half, which is fucking wild. Probably even more than half, because what they usually do around two million is less than a million. So yeah, more than half. Yeah, it was sixty. Someone told me it was sixty-seven percent, mm-hmm. but then it went up a bit because that was the uh, whatever the daily fucking who knows whatever those like the projections are. Mm-hmm. But but the thing is, the projections don't take into account the demo, and the demo is what matters. And the demo mm-hmm. is where it actually gets super, super interesting. Like, it's actually kind of fun to to look at this stuff because, for me, I know lots of people don't like talking about the ratings, but being a sports guy and a fantasy sports guy, looking at the numbers is kind of interesting to me sometimes mm-hmm. because it tells you different things. Um, look, first of all, FS1. Apparently, FS1 is on equal television sets to TNT. So this is actually almost kind of a one-to-one comparison here. Mm -hmm. So that should be taken into account as well. Like SmackDown on Fox compared to uh, TNT, you can't even compare the two. Yeah. But FS1 to TNT, you can, that's closer, actually. That's a a little closer. But the uh, the funny thing with, with WWE's numbers, and I will say this, within the context of Tony Khan did a lot of really funny tweeting, like like going at WWE this past week, challenging them, saying that this week is going to be the first week that we're going to go head to head. I can't wait to try and beat you all this stuff. And, and everybody and their mother on Twitter, at least was saying like, Oh my God, Tony's uh, tweeting himself into a hole. Tony's going to get himself in trouble when they lose. And even afterwards, when their overall numbers were below SmackDown, they're like, see? And then Tony basically said, well, let's just wait for those demos to come out, actually. And then Uh the demos came out and they were better for Rampage than for SmackDown in the 18 to 35. So that's 18 to 35 year olds. Those are the people that matter. Those are the people that TV execs care about. Those are the people that advertisers care about. 
nobody cares about fifth about boomers i'm sorry like mm-hmm. boomers <laughs> boomers aren't what people are uh talking about and those kids like like the younger than that eventually they're going to be 18 to 35 and then they're mm-hmm. probably gonna like the more mature product which is yeah. AEW. um but the the funny thing is about tony Khan doing all the tweeting they're like see tony Khan shouldn't have done all this tweet i was like well actually the people who use Twitter are the 18 to 35 year olds. And those are the people that watched AEW. They didn't watch SmackDown. So actually maybe he should be doing more. Yeah. Because it worked. Yeah. It must've worked. And the, the 50 year olds, they're not on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Those, those people probably don't even know who Tony Khan is. They don't know who AEW is. They just habitually turn on WWE at nine o'clock or whenever eight o'clock, whatever it is that WWE comes on. They just habitually turn it on. Case in point, why they didn't turn it, they probably turned on Fox and they're like, oh, SmackDown's not on tonight and turned it right back off. Yeah. Without realizing that they probably had FS1 on <laughs> their TV. Which, so, yeah, it's it's funny. It's like, Twitter does not matter for, like, kids aren't tweeting and boomers aren't tweeting. So, mm-hmm. it does. Tony Khan tweeting is hitting his target market and it worked. So I actually, I find that all very funny. And like he called the guy who made the original tweet dog in his response to him. He's like, (laughs) well, dog, if you look at the, if you look at the demos, but it's just some random dude. I mean, actually it's not a random (laughs) dude. He had a check mark, but it's just so funny. He put it like 10 tweets today. Yeah. It's the funniest thing in the world. I love it. I love it. I I like all the shit talking and stuff, but I don't. The, the demos is whatever. Excuse me and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're what. Like, I find it interesting. I don't think it matters. I think it. Mm-hmm. I think good ratings mean that AEW's here for the long run. I think any anyone like I saw Eric Bischoff was like, oh, Tony Khan shouldn't be doing all this stuff. He should stick to blah blah blah. Hey man, he won in the demo, so just <laughs> it worked. Coming from Eric Bischoff, it's pretty funny because that dude, that's all he did was talk shit for like a, what is it, 82 that weeks? Was, or something. That was his reasoning. He's like, being the guy that I am, and for somebody that actually went toe to toe with WWE and had better numbers, like, sure. And then it tanked. <laughs> and, uh, anyways, yeah, so. We should get to the show because they are. There is a lot to talk about. Yes. I'll try to be a little quicker, otherwise we'll be here all night. Um, the first match was Ty Conte versus Santana Garrett, and I'll be honest, I didn't care about this match one iota. However, what was interesting about it was this was a match that took place on NXT. Um. When yeah. they were going head to head with AEW and sucked, and it happened mm-hmm. just about a year ago, like just before they released Ty Conti. and then she mm-hmm. came to AEW and turned into a top five women's wrestler <laughs> on AEW, not in the world, but on AEW. She started watching uh, Shibata and uh, like Ishii matches and stuff, and it's just like gotten so good. <laughs> yeah, and. Ty Conte was awesome. She just mm-hmm. kicked Santana Garrett's head all around the ring. 
as she is wont to do. I wasn't a fan of Santana Garrett. Um, I have other reasons to not be a fan of hers, but that's political, so I will not get too yeah. much into that. I, 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 won't, that I won't delve too much <laughs> into that, but another reason why I do not like her is she basically just used Penelope Ford's moveset mm-hmm. in the match. Like, she just did she did all of Penelope Ford's signature moves. I was like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like she did the handspring corner elbow. She did the Muda lock. I was like, no, because <laughs> uh, we saw Penelope Ford later on in the, um, yeah, the next night. I was like, Come on, this mm-hmm. is not good. I'm sure somebody said something to her back too. Like you can't just take a whole wrestler's moveset, <laughs> especially one that's on our show. <laughs> you can't take their signature move and their finisher. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing? And then have somebody just kick out of it. Like, that's what she finishes people with. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Anyways, um, Take Auntie looked good. That's all I'll say about that match. Yeah, that's the only reason I was excited for this match was just uh, Take Auntie on TV, which is always good. It was a cool flex to see Tony Khan be like, hey, you know what? We're going to put that match that sucked on your show on our show, and it's going to be better. And it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I've seen that match that was on NXT, and it was it did look like two people learning how to wrestle. Yeah, if there's ever any uh, mark against the NXT system, it's Tay Conti because Ty Conti yeah. because she has improved leaps and bounds since she's left there. Like she is, if you go back and watch like the Mae Young Classic and stuff when she first started, she's it's like a different person. It's kind of crazy how much she's improved since coming to AEW. There's another guy. He, uh, another Brazilian jujitsu guy. I believe he is Brazilian as well. He came over, um, as well. He also wrestled in a gi when he was on, <laughs> uh, on NXT. He came over, he had a dark match that he tagged with, um, Cesar Bononi. And he looked <laughs> amazing. And he's someone as well that when I watched him on NXT, he was not good because they don't let them do what they can do. Mm-hmm. They force them to do what they want, what they want them to, what uh, WWE wants them to do, not what they yeah. can do best. And he looked incredible on Dark. Like mm-hmm. I was like, wow! If our if the AW roster wasn't so stacked, I would say sign this guy. But there's no place for him, so I don't really see. A point in signing him but i i think he should go to mlw i think he'd be incredible there yeah yeah there's plenty of places he'd go now to that's what's so cool right now about wrestling is there's not even just aw there's impact roh mlw there's so many places people can go work now too which is awesome everywhere is hitting on all cylinders unfortunately the mm-hmm. place that isn't is new japan but yes yeah. kind of beside the point. yeah the, the g1 finals are this weekend and no one's talking Although, about it yeah, that's that's really sad. I haven't watched a single G one match, and I have access. It's to been it. okay. There's like the Ishii matches are good. The Zack Saber Junior matches have been good. Those are the ones yeah. I'd say check out. The first Okada match of the tournament was really good. He is like old school Okada, but it just they didn't really have like they didn't have like a bunch of the bigger names in it this year either. Yeah, they uh, they're missing something. It feels different right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It, they'll yeah. get back to it eventually COVID has really put a curse on them it's hurt them <laughs> it's hurt them a lot mm-hmm. um 
Although one thing that they are getting soon is at least an appearance from uh his name's not Buddy, Buddy Matthews. Buddy Matthews. Mm-hmm. Um so he's going to be showing up at New Japan Strong, I think, or mm-hmm. is it in Japan? It looked like Strong. I think the flyer he was carrying in the video was for Strong, one of their big shows they're doing at Strong. Yeah, the one thing with New Japan Strong is that you get people from a bunch of different promotions showing up there, so it might not mean that he's signed. But mm-hmm. the fact that they have like a countdown to him with a date, like that's what they Yeah, I think did. they put it on his video on one of the G1 shows, so that may be he signed. Yeah, that that specific, that reminds me of like when they got, um, who's that guy, that other guy with Bullet Club? Canadian guy. Um, the Headbanger. That's his name. I'm Banger Club. Now. Yeah, he's the guy. He does. He does the 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 flip back rake. I don't know. <laughs> he, he's he's tag team with Ishin, with Ishimori. Oh, um, crap! Here. Yeah, uh, LP? No. Yes. Yeah, El oh, Fantasma. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, El Fantasmo. It reminds me of when he came to New Japan. They did like mm-hmm. a whole video like that with a countdown and everything. Mm-hmm. But they also did that for Mox. So, well, I think but, they want to use Mox a lot more, but the pandemic. Yes. Is... Yeah, I think uh, I think Buddy Murphy will do really well there, and I think they need a Buddy Murphy specifically mm-hmm. in Japan. I don't think he should go to New Japan Strong. I, he won't feel as unique. Because mm-hmm. he wrestles like a more North American style, but in in Japan he would be unique, and he yeah. would he would be reminiscent at least of of Kenny. He won't be Kenny, but he'll re- be reminiscent mm-hmm. of him. We are yeah. digressing. Let's get back to yeah. AW. <laughs> okay, so the next match. This is one that I was excited for. This was oh, Lee this Moriarty. Twitter's favorite son, Lee Moriarty versus Bobby mm-hmm. Fish. This was awesome. This was Lee's first official match on the roster. Um, apparently, after this match, so he had, there was an all elite graphic. I don't know who made it though, because I thought it came from an official AEW <laughs> place initially. But after this match, they released a more official looking one with a better photo. And yeah. So what I've what I've since heard is that he was he was signed to like a like a tier zero contract earlier or like a developmental contract like he was under contract they had him but now they've signed him to a bigger contract right after this match like so we'll be definitely seeing more of him whereas before we <laughs> might not have seen him all that often yeah. So this is this is good to see. This match was awesome. Mikey Ruckus absolutely killed it with his music. Yeah, his music was so I loved it. I don't even know it's what amazing. to say about it, but I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> it is a uh, it's almost just a it sounds like a remix of his indie music that he was mm-hmm. like his music that he's using on the indies. It like it it's very true to him. Like I recognize I heard Mikey Ruckus working on this music but he didn't say it was for Lee Mar- Moriarty. And I immediately mm-hmm. could tell that it was for Lee Moriarty without him yeah, saying I, it. And that's how you know it's it's a success. I that remember you cool. saying that. 
when Ruckus put that on his Twitter, you're like, that's Lee Moriarty's music. <laughs> I was like, that's awesome. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. And Lee Moriarty liked it. it was, yeah, it was really, he was playing like one of those like little metal drums. Yeah, like, like hit the like the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like an inverted really? steel drum is what it looked like. Exactly. Yeah. And um, by the way, Mikey Ruckus's tweets of him, of his, uh, he's tweeted like, the process of which he makes the music for like four or five different wrestlers, including the new Owen Hart music, mm-hmm. I guess for nice. the, uh, for the tournament, he's, mm-hmm. he's remade Owen Hart music. Um, it's so fucking cool. Follow his Twitter. It's uh, like, he goes like layer by layer playing each layer and then he plays it all together. It's That's really, cool. it's really, really cool. It's a, like a little, look behind the scenes of his process. Um, yeah, Lee Moriarty, he's such a unique wrestler wrestler because he's like a mix of world of wrestling mixed with Lucha, mixed with Joshi, which mm-hmm. is so cool. Like, yeah. like he does moves that you're like, I have never seen that. What was that? What did mm-hmm. you <laughs> like? You're, <laughs> like he's low key with it. Like he's not flashy. He's not flying. Mm-hmm. But he's like doing like really cool, weird arm capture suplexes, and you're like, "Wait, I've never seen that." That was yeah. it. Let's rewind that. What did he do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so cool. Commentary was putting him over huge. Um, Fish had to use his strikes to uh, counter Moriarty's wrestling, which, of course, I still really like watching Fish for that reason. Like other people, they have like a chain wrestling counters or like reversals no he just like kicks out your legs when you're trying to do your move i love that Mm -hmm. he's like i'm just gonna kick you in the knee yeah Um, (laughs) i i the one negative i will have on this match i thought moriarty when he was working the arm did it the same way too often he just kept rigging the arm for a while, I was like, "Oh, do something else," and then mm-hmm. he did, and that was cool. But <laughs> I was like, mm. "So I could see some people not finding it to be the most engaging." Mm-hmm. However, he got the crowd around on his side by the end of it. So that there was dueling fish and Moriarty chants, which is mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, Bobby Fish got a, a pretty big reaction for this match too, which was kind of nuts. The Miami crowd was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they Miami, were. They were small and they were awesome. Like mm-hmm. it felt like really intimate. That mm-hmm. uh, those two shows, which I, I really liked, because the first time they went to Miami, I thought they kind of sucked. Yeah, but the, this time they were amazing. And Fish mm-hmm. is Fish using the buzzsaw kick for his finisher yeah. is amazing. He threw Lee Moriarty on his head with that exploder into the ropes. That and was then he, rough. <laughs> And then as soon as he like, as soon as he got up to his feet, he hit him with the buzzsaw, which I loved. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I've never been a huge Bobby Fish fan, mostly because I didn't really watch, I heard a lot about him. And he mm-hmm. was all, he was also always, um, injured, overshadowed, injured, but also overshadowed by, um, by his partner. Kyle O'Reilly. By yeah. Kyle O'Reilly. Everybody loves Kyle O'Reilly. And then there's also Bobby Fish. It's sort of what it is. It's like, it's Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Yeah. And then there was Adam Cole. So then it was like, oh, it's Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. And people <laughs> were like, oh, yeah, and, and Bobby Fish, whatever. He's always hurt. 
and yeah. he looks and old, there, he looks like an old timey barber. Yeah, like a pirate looking dude. But yeah, I like Bobby, I, Bobby Fish is cool, especially now that he's not in that WWE style. He can bring back a lot more of his MMA influences, which is cool. And he, I love that he's using the old uh, Red Dragon theme song, which is an awesome theme song, which makes me hope that if uh, Kevin Owens, Kevin Steen ever leaves, he busts out his old uh, ROH theme song because that song is awesome and I want to hear it again. Yeah, I, I, I've talked about this before, but I love that AEW brought in more strength. There were the two things I want them to shore up in terms of styles was the technical guys and the strikers because they didn't mm-hmm. really have any. And then they started with, um, by bringing in Eddie Kingston and then they just kept bringing more and more strikers. And now mm-hmm. they've brought in all the technical guys and like, okay, here we go. Yeah. Like they've brought in all my favorite guys off the Indies. So great. And then we'll, complimentary pieces like fish because fish can huh i gotta say i've been really impressed with his matches Mm -hmm. okay so i'm gonna throw it to you for this next match you don't have to go by the notes you don't have to go by the notes if you don't want you can if you do okay yeah this match it's my match of the year i'm just gonna get it out of the way i didn't think anything would top danielson versus uh omega and uh, this match did. This was definitely my style of pro wrestling match. I, I loved every second of it. These two dudes, you used to have it here in your notes. They had a dream match on yep. a Friday night on YouTube. And it's just, the crowd was super into it too. I loved it because this type of match, um, if you're not well-versed in the style of wrestling match, it could seem kind of samey where they stand up to do the strikes. Mm-hmm. But that's just... That's just this style of match, the tough, the tough guy shit where you just like, all right, enough of this grappling around stuff. We're just going to go back to throwing, throwing forearms and elbow strikes. And, you know, Danielson had to be just be eating it up because he just loves this kind of match. And uh, Suzuki's like U.S. tour right now is like one for the record books. Like he's just on an incredible run on his tour right now. It's just kind of crazy. But yeah, they got what, what this match go like 25 minutes or something. They got half an hour. Yeah, it was almost went to the time limit like, draw. It was like twenty seven minutes, I think, was when mm-hmm. it went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they they did the thing where they set up the time limit. You're like, oh, this might go to the time limit draw again because that'd be kind of awesome if Danielson just always had time limit draw matches. But um, yeah, they had the crowd in it the whole time. I, uh, they started chanting uh, yes, but since this is a probably predominantly uh, Hispanic crowd, they all started chanting C, which was really <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I popped so hard for that. That yeah. was so good. Yeah, that was really cool. You could you see Daniel's uh, Danielson's face ch- smile real big when they all started chanting C too, which was really funny. But yeah, this started out with just awesome, awesome chain wrestling and. I love the way both these guys do the chain wrestling where uh, I don't know how to describe it, but like, you know, most chain wrestling is like a lot of big, like flip over takedowns and stuff. Yeah. But if you watch like this one, it's a lot of like small joint manipulation. Like, yeah, it's like, Oh, your legs out. So I'm just going to tweak your ankle a little bit. So you let go here and then I'll grab your arm. It's a lot of that really cool, intricate stuff. And I've heard wrestlers on other podcasts and stuff talk about this kind of stuff and usually you just go like you just go with the flow of it so i imagine that's what they did here it's like okay because both these guys are you know some of the best technical wrestlers ever so but then man it gets up and they start doing the uh, strike exchanges and uh, suzuki did the wind up elbow strike that just floored danielson which was just 
one of my favorite spots of the whole year. It, it was looks just like amazing. He was dead. Yeah, <laughs> he sold it immaculately, and the whole crowd gets on their feet with their hands up in the air and stuff. It was awesome. They do the where they uh, each Hulk up out of each other's uh, kicks where they're seated, and they kick like Danielson's kicking Suzuki, and he falls back and then sits back up and then gets kicked and falls back, and Danielson does it too later on in the match. It it was just man. Golly. And I can't say enough about this match. Like you have in your notes here, you don't really see the stuff that much outside of uh out of Japan. No. Which is true. And Dan- uh, Suzuki's fifty-four and he doesn't move like he's fifty-four at all. It's kind of nuts. Like mm-hmm. he moves better than most people half his age, which mm-hmm. is <laughs> kind of crazy. I loved uh the ending sequence to this match was some of the coolest of Suzuki trying to get the gotch style and Danielson keeps slipping out of it and then they eventually start running the ropes and uh Danielson hits the I forget what they call it, the flash knee is what they call it now, which was just awesome. I love that sequence. That was like one of the best ending sequences I've seen in a long time. Yeah, like this match this whole this whole night of wrestling and even mm-hmm. into um even into Dynamite the next night and that would have been was it live on Saturday? Yeah, it was live on Saturday. Mm-hmm. But in Miami, yeah, both shows overall, were live this week. every match felt like a fight. Every mm-hmm. single one. Like, this match was so believable. Yeah. It was a very was. believable. And the Moriarty match, too. Like, mm-hmm. And then when Danielson fought Fish as well, like, super believable. Like, y- you could, if you showed this match to somebody who didn't know what wrestling was and had no concept of it and you showed this to them they would believe that this is real Mm -hmm. like it allows like there's no need to suspend your disbelief at all because they they're not doing spots i heard Mm -hmm. someone say that they took three bumps total in the in the whole match that's so awesome yeah it was a lot of just just like mat wrestling and then the strikes which was just it just played to their strengths so much. Uh, another thing I wanted to bring up, you have it here in your notes about the like catamutilation spot. I love. Yes. That as soon as Danielson goes for the catamutilation, Suzuki knows how to counter it immediately. Like it's not even a struggle. He's just like, Oh, well I just won't lay completely flat. So you can't get it. It is just awesome. Just that little stuff like that is, is just what I love about these two wrestlers. And it's, I've watched it twice two and a half times i had to stop watching it my third watch when i was trying to watch this match again because i had to go do something else but (laughs) you spent an hour and a half of your life watching this match yeah it's two it's i put on our twitter it's uh my number two and number three favorite wrestlers of all time i never saw the 2004 match my number one's big foley McFoley, right 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 yeah yeah. when i was a little kid there was no one cooler than mcfoley it explains why i love yeah, yeah. This, he explains why I love deathmatch wrestling so much. But, uh, uh, yeah, this just, I was grinning from ear to ear this entire time. Like, this is just, this is why I love wrestling. It's just, it was so awesome. So was Daniel Bryanson. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Brian Day. Brian You're Danielson. not the only one who calls him that. Everyone calls him that now because they get so confused because he was. It's really <laughs> hard. His yeah. name sounds fake to begin with. Like Brian yeah. Danielson doesn't sound like a real name. That's yeah, the problem. Know, that's a shoot name. <laughs> that's, that's that's the hilarious thing about it. It's it's yeah. two first names with a son on the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's it's just so cool and man, like like I said at the top of the segment, like just Suzuki's 
little run right here since he's come to the States is just, it's been amazing to see him have all these great matches because he hasn't really been doing much in New Japan. So you're thinking, well, maybe he is getting older, so maybe he's trying to slow down. But then he comes to the States and he's like, no, fuck, fuck you guys. I'll show you I can still go better than most people that wrestle nowadays. And I'm 54. Yeah, like that. That match, you could tell they were having the time of their life. Mm-hmm. You could tell, yeah. like, that it was just this is they could not be happier doing yeah. what they were and doing, they, and it was perfect. It was yeah. it was quite literally a perfect match. Yes, it was. Yeah, and uh, you could tell the a level of respect they have for each other for the way they were selling each other strikes and moves and oh, stuff. Yeah. Like they just were making it look like they got killed. Yeah, the way they were, the way they did the yes kicks, where they mimicked each other, mm-hmm. it was, it was yeah. really nicely done. And I love that it ended with a flash, like mm-hmm. just, just ended with a flash knockout. Just yeah. he caught him, he caught him yeah, with the knee, and that's it. The only way you're going to be able to beat him is just catch him off guard like that, super quick. Really cool. All right, we should move on because we're we're yeah. half hour in, and that's two yeah. matches. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of like it was just. Uh, I that, honestly got to say. That was like a damn fine hour of wrestling that <laughs> first hour. Well, this whole actually Di- or uh, rampage this week, I think was better than dynamite. It was, it was every match was just spectacular in my opinion, partly because of partly because of the excitement. And this <laughs> is where I say what Tony Khan did. It worked. The excitement worked. Everybody in the wrestling world was so excited for last Friday. I've never been that excited for a Friday night wrestling in my life. <laughs> Um, yeah, and it, I only watched a little bit of SmackDown, but from what I saw, it seemed like it was pretty good. Like everyone, this is what competition does, man. It just brings out the best in everyone. So I don't, I don't see why people complain about there being two wrestling companies when, if this is the kind of shit we're going to get all the time, then this is awesome. Yeah, man, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's so yeah. exciting. They're like this shit is fun. I like mm-hmm. the shit talk. I like that. Uh, like, oh, they, they, they're going into our show by half an hour. Fine, I'll match them and. Like, oh, they're going to go commercial-free? Fine, I'm going to go an hour into their show with commercial-free. I'm also yeah. going to uh, put uh, Lee Moriarty's first match there and a dream match to end all dream matches. It's like, mm-hmm. holy yeah. fuck. It I, was like I saw a bunch meme of, of uh, fucking Vince McMahon falling off the chair. Yeah, <laughs> I saw a bunch of uh, memes that were making me laugh about the last hour of SmackDown being commercial-free and the first hour of Rampage on TNT being commercial free and like how the sponsors were getting super pissed off and stuff like enough. <laughs> we paid for these spots. <laughs> oh, it's, it's glorious, man. Mm-hmm. Like that is, it felt exciting. It felt yeah. really, it felt like some, something was happening and it was cool mm-hmm. and it was fun. And I, the wrestlers clearly felt it as well. And it mm-hmm. makes me want them to, Hey, you should do an opening hour of Rampage every time on mm-hmm. YouTube. Like, do that because it's good. Yeah, yeah. it gets <laughs> and, and the crowd's more swear. excited throughout it and stuff. Yeah, you can say what you want. A fucking Taz in the middle of that match that if you're fucking watching. Oh my TV, gosh, that was instead amazing. of YouTube, you're a fucking idiot. He didn't yeah, say a fucking you're... idiot. He said, you're dumb as bricks. Yeah, you're a dumbass or something. He's like, if you're watching that shit instead of this, you're a dumbass. I was like, this is awesome. That's why the, putting it on YouTube is great. Yeah. Just 
just spectacular. And then the opening match to to Rampage proper was spectacular too. Fucking I love this match. CM Punk versus Seidel. It beat mm-hmm. um whatever was on SmackDown. I think it, was it did Becky it did versus better. Sasha. Yeah. Yeah, Becky versus Sasha. And then I think Soho versus the Bunny beat Roman. Yeah. <laughs> so we're tied Roman. So like shit, <laughs> man. Um again. You gotta acknowledge F- Soho now. You also it also it is FS1, but still mm-hmm. same amount of TVs as as uh, mm-hmm. TNT. So that is it's not a throwaway thing. Okay, so CM Punk versus Seidel. This was awesome. This was both CM Punk's best best match and my and Matt Seidel's best match in AEW. Yeah, by what I what, loving about CM Punk right now is each match we've said, oh, this is his best match so far, and it's like every match gets better and better, which is awesome. Yeah, and I really no, like because yeah, because it's they're doing two different stories with Danielson and Punk. Where Danielson, you know, he hasn't had the, as much time off, so I was like, all right, let's just bring him in and do all his dream matches. But with Punk, they're kind of just it's like he's kind of like a rookie again. They have to build him back up, which is awesome. I like the two different stories they're telling. Yeah, he's telling the story of the old broken down guy who's trying to show that he still has it. Mm-hmm. It's very similar to the Christian Cage storyline, but. Yeah, he's on a whole different level, stardom yeah. wise, and he's was he off for the same amount of time, almost basically the yeah. same amount of time. Um, yeah. But yeah, so cool. Um, yeah, I really like that. It's uh, they they really told the story of two legendary vets who their careers they took the same path, but one just got so much bigger mm-hmm. than the other, like. They both came up in the Midwest. They both did all the same indies. They both went to, like, worked for similar places. They both went to WWE. They both left for a while, kind of faded away, and then both come back. Mm-hmm. But also, uh, Matt Seidel has not taken time off. So he's sharper, and he's mm-hmm. quicker, and he's faster, and he's and he's crisper. But he's not CM Punk, so he lost. Yeah. And I loved that. Yeah. Like it's mm-hmm. uh it was a really cool story um that they were telling. Like 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 if you look just at their resumes, these two guys are even. Which is I, I liked that a lot. Um I thought Punk's interaction with the fans has been incredible. Like within the matches, they've mm-hmm. gotten power slams over. Like yeah, just regular I, ass power slams, and I love that the how much the fans are loving it, and commentary has been putting it over, which is awesome. It's so good, um, <laughs> and also it was, I have to say, this is two two old guys, one hundred eighty five pounds, soaking wet with no fire in their legs, just laying it <laughs> out there. Yeah, uh, so just a big fu to uh, Roman Reigns because these two guys did better numbers than him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like really great technical match. Like Punk's best technical match by far. Mm-hmm. They were going hold for hold. Like like how you were talking about the difference in the chain wrestling. Mm-hmm. This is the chain wrestling that you more expect. Yeah. Like with the flips and the counters and the go mm-hmm. behinds and all that stuff. Um, but done... Which is still awesome. I love that type of chain wrestling. I wouldn't try. To oh say yeah, it's like great. That. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's awesome. It, this was done like really, really well. This mm-hmm. was 
kind of showed off a long dormant side of i mean everything's a long dormant side of cm punk but mm-hmm. we haven't seen him be technical cm punk in yeah. a while um i really loved that the previous his previous match he finished someone off with the anaconda device so he went back to the anaconda device in this one but he couldn't mm-hmm. he couldn't get it um because i think he was he was too close to the ropes yeah but uh i really love that they do that they they do something the week before that they bring back up in the the following week and i think that's so it's just a nice touch that you don't see a whole lot of these days um mm-hmm. Seidel had three very believable near falls. One yeah. where Pug basically just slid out of the pin because he was too sweaty. And even the commentary <laughs> said that. I was like, I don't even think that you can call that a pinfall. I think he just slid out because he was too sweaty. <laughs> and like that was af- that was after the um his that big head kick and the the lightning spiral, which is his finish. He hit mm-hmm. Punk with his finish, and Punk just like slipped out and Mm -hmm. again the gts came out of nowhere in this yeah again like a very flash finish to the match like you don't you didn't see it coming they set it up beautifully that's why the gts is amazing because you can Mm -hmm. catch any move and be like ah yes yeah yeah they did they went to a really cool way this time too which i really liked but yeah this match was awesome because i was thinking i was like man they're gonna have a hard time following uh Danielson versus Suzuki, but they did an excellent job. They kept the crowd in it the whole time. It was awesome. The crowd was super into it. it I love how they, AEW continues their streak with having Punk come out after super hot matches. <laughs> We're just having Punk come out after Danielson is what they do. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's um, really, really smart having... Um, We're not really, really smart. Just, just I was just so impressed with... Uh, how well they kept the crowd. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I was shocked. I was really shocked because it was Seidel. I was like, Oh, this could be a disaster. And it mm-hmm. wasn't no disrespect to Seidel, but he's not the brand name that yeah. Yeah. And the other people are. And with Tony Khan being like, we're going to go one-on-one. I was like, you are yeah. Seidel. I was like, yeah. you need something else. And then he came out with the nuke. <laughs> which was that first hour. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so the next match was Bunny versus Ruby Soho, and I loved this match too. Yeah, this match was really good. This is definitely uh, Bunny's best match I've seen from her, maybe ever. But <laughs> yeah, it, She's been a lot better the past year. Like, mm-hmm. super stiff. She works really well stiff, and Soho loves to work stiff. I've noticed that. Every one of her matches is like, fucking like she's laying that shit in with the kicks um Mm -hmm. yeah like bunny's great when you can bring the fight out of her and soho brought the fight out of her um again like as i've said with every match on that night everything was believable like it looked like these ladies were in a fight the knees Mm -hmm. the elbows the kicks bunny that move or that setup where bunny put soho's head under the middle turnbuckle and then oh, did yeah. the drop kick to the small of her back i was mm-hmm. i've never seen that before and i was like what the fuck is that is mm-hmm. she okay 
<laughs> it's like that looked yeah. devastating. I never want to <laughs> see that again, but I want to see it immediately. It was I was like, holy shit, that's cool. You could even make that a finish. That looked that looked cool. Um mm-hmm. my only negative for this was the post match. Because it's on it's just the bunny and Penelope Ford post match that we've seen for a month and a half now. It's the yeah. same stuff we had with Tay Conte and um and Anna Jay with them, which is Penelope Ford runs out, they hit her with the dust with the with the knuckles, or Bunny runs out and they hit them with the knuckles and then blah 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 blah. We're good. then Ruby Soho's gonna face the other one and they're gonna they're gonna do a tag team and like oh my god, it's the same story. At least it's mm-hmm. Ruby Soho though. Yeah. Ruby Soho can talk, she can do something else. She can spice it up a bit. I don't think they'll just do the same thing over and over, but you never know. It is the women's division. Yeah, I hope they don't. But yeah, it's, it's lazy. I'm just it's glad lazy. it's a story for Ruby Soho that she has at least. But <laughs> yes, yes, I just, I just don't want to see them like do that. Have them talk. Do something. Do something. Mm-hmm. Just have her cut a promo. Like anything. I just don't want to see the exact same thing again. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. This next match was Inner Circle versus American Top Team and Men of the Year, and I thought this match over delivered. Me too, because I think I texted you before this. I do not care about this match at all, and then I had so much fun watching this match. So good job to everyone involved in this match because I did. Because I've talked about it on here, I don't watch MMA, so I I don't know who anybody is, but the. Uh, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, and they're the only people I care about, and Sammy Guevara. And I was just like, I don't really care, but then this match was awesome, so <laughs> I care now. <laughs> yeah, man. I thought everyone did their thing in this. They all did it well. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really excited to see DeSantos, which was the uh, the MMA guy that was in the match. Uh-huh. They, I Look really like... They, yeah, they finally <laughs> talked about how impressive his background is. Mm-hmm. He holds the record for consecutive wins in the heavyweight division in UFC. He, yeah, he was he's one of the greatest heavyweight champions of all time in UFC. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, that is significant. He is a he was a bad bad man, and in real life, he still is not in mm-hmm. that sport anymore because he's older. Like you, you age out very. Your shelf life in MMA is very small. So like yeah. he's still a bad man, and he still does fight. But he's basically retired at this point. But he yeah. looks incredible still. Yeah, which bodes well for if he wants to be in wrestling. Because I thought he looked great, and as you said, he looked like Sagat from Street Fighter, mm-hmm. which was awesome. Yeah, especially, I think that's what he's going for because he had the blue chunks, and then. Sagat doesn't wear shoes, but he had white shoes on. I was like, man, he's got to be trying to look like Sagat because he looks like Sagat. He just needs an eye patch and a chest scar. For but, sure. This is Kenny Omega's company, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true, true. I do, too, also like that he, because, uh, uh, you know, all the shit talking been going on, Roman was talking shit. Roman Reigns was talking shit about AEW. And yeah. So he came to the defense of AEW on Twitter. He said, why don't you throw me out of the club or something like that? And I was like, yeah, oh, he, shit. No, he said a, <laughs> said, what's this club that you said you're going to throw us out of? <laughs> and yeah. it's a picture of him holding Chris Jericho over his shoulder. <laughs> yeah. He's also like, is like, yeah, DeSantos would dummy you 
mm-hmm. in real yeah. life. So it's kind of funny, like when, like uh, when they do like these like shoot Twitter beeps, and then like a real tough guy comes in. It's like, oh shit, okay, yeah. yeah. Oh fuck. Speaking of Twitter beefs, at some point before Dynamite, I have to talk about Sneakergate. Also, oh, yeah. <laughs> also incredibly funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will get the I will get to that later. Um, I thought DeSanto's worked punches were better than most UFC fighters when they come in. Mm-hmm. They weren't great. Some were good, some not so much, but better than most. Like I was actually kind of impressed. I was like, okay, his knees looked amazing. Um, yeah, and it's. Uh, I was just gonna say it's a it's a hard art to throw a worked punch. It so, is and it, because these for MMA guys, guys it's... oh go ahead, sorry. These are guys that are trained to knock you out with these punches. Mm-hmm. They like ask a a wrestler to throw a real punch and they don't know how, mm-hmm. but ask a MMA guy to throw a fake punch and they're like, wait, what? And they literally yeah. they're literally pulling their punches and you can tell. Mm-hmm. But his looked. His looked better than his body punches looked really good. His punches to the face, not as much, but again, still better than most. But when he got Mm -hmm. in there with Jake Hager, it looked really good. Like when they were going at it with each other, it looked good. And he hit somebody with a, with a big knee in the corner, like a Muay Thai knee that like lifted him up and dropped him. And I was like, Oh my God, that's, he looks good. Mm -hmm. Um, And he took that, that amazing looking Yurinagi bump on the table. Yeah. <laughs> like through yeah. the table from Hager. I was like, oh shit, this guy's got a. I was like, I saw that. I was like, if he wants to get trained up, this guy's got a spot in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like if For he sure. wants to, if he wants to train, he'll get it like that. Like mm-hmm. you can, he looks like a star. And I didn't know what his talking was like, but his promo beforehand wasn't, it was better than Jake Hager's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean anything's better than Jake Hager's, but mm-hmm. um I thought Sammy what Sammy had that crazy unreal hot tag where he did he did the most perfect cloud cutter I've seen in my life where he looked like mm-hmm. he was just coming down from the heavens angled str- like at like a 45 degree angle like most cutters look bad because the guys mm-hmm. like jump into them head first and as a result, they look like shit. That did not. Mm-hmm. It looked amazing. I thought the beatdown afterward looked good. So much so that I saw a lot of people online saying that the punches from the MMA guys looked real. And that yeah. and that Jericho looked legit shoot pissed off. But no. Like this is... It, they were just believable. Yeah. Their elbows look good. That's what I'll say. When they're throwing elbows, they look really good. When they're doing the punches, not so much. But you can do an elbow in a way that yeah. you can like elbow a guy's arm and stuff where it actually looks good. Um, Proud and Powerful running in for the save was excellent. Um, yeah. I got really excited for that. I thought it really it organically reunited the inner circle which I thought was good because they needed something to get them back together. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony Khan, I guess Tony Khan's all over the place this past week. There was that leaked image of 
like he was like noodling like writing down some ideas while watching oh yeah uh, yeah the jacksonville jaguars and someone caught a photo of it and one of the matches on there i won't talk about the other ones but one of the matches on there was american top team versus um the inner circle so that again okay so that looks like it's going to happen when mm-hmm. that's going to happen i don't know um what that match i don't think that you could do a cinematic match with these guys because they might just do blood and guts again but like could you do that with these guys i mean it's just kind of a brawl and then you know you get weapons every once in a while yeah but we're talking like untrained wrestlers that's true that's true yeah i don't like, know <laughs> can you put these guys in that position i don't know that yeah. you can so it might just be a five versus five which is kind of underwhelming they could do like an elimination match like 5v5 elimination or mm-hmm. something i one thing that i did read that i'm excited for i don't remember where i read it i think it was just in an interview um chris jericho said that he that this whole thing is to put over uh men of the year so like, great perfect mm-hmm. i like to hear that that's good i don't want to gotten... Two victories now, right? Yeah, they've gotten two victories. All of them are pins over Jericho, which is funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. Uh, um, Sorry if you can hear my dog barking. I don't know what he's barking. Oh, it's at. okay. You might be able to hear people <laughs> upstairs where I am too, so it's okay. Um, yeah, so very, very excited for, uh, for Rampage. Was amazing. That was. I can't say the best Rampage because we've seen some crazy yeah. ones. But that was very, very good. It was probably the most complete Rampage. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. For sure. Yeah. Um, I really loved starting it earlier. Because I don't like yeah. staying up until 10 but to watch something. Mm-hmm. Starting it at 9 made it feel like it was on earlier. Like it didn't yeah. feel so late. Um, yeah, okay. So before we get into Dynamite, we got to talk about Sneaker Gate. This is oh, so yeah. funny. I all of this is funny to me because people are like every like so many people are getting so worked over this fucking shoes. Um, yeah, I know. I'm so tired. It's like wrestling fans don't want to talk about wrestling where they talk about shoes or ratings or just random stuff. Like no one wants to talk about like moves or anything anymore. <laughs> okay. So first of all, Top Dollar put out that tweet. I won't read it verbatim, but he basically said that a lot of the people that you see out there rocking Jordans just do do so in front of the camera and behind the scenes they're they're rocking Vans and Asics. Um, I, but people don't want what the hell is wrong with Vans? But people don't want to have that conversation. And mm-hmm. I'm like, and then he clarified to say like, oh, I don't want to talk. I won't name names because I don't want to. I don't want to talk about the other companies. So he was clearly talking about guys in AEW, and he's clearly talking about the Bucks. Like, of mm-hmm. course he is. But the funny thing is that the Bucks, before they went heel, and as all through AEW, have always been sneakerheads. They are. Mm-hmm. If there's anybody in AEW that uh, legitimately wears their sneakers because they're, cause they're, cause they collect sneakers and they're sneakerheads, it is the Bucks. If you want to talk about Adam Cole... Or Britt Baker, or Ty Conti, or 
uh, CM Punk, which I think was just a pro was just a plug for the for the store. I think it was more of an ad when he did it. Like, yeah, yeah. other people are wearing them. But Kenny Omega specifically, or is because of the Bucks, because it's a bit, and that's what they're doing. But the Bucks, before they ever wore them on TV, were where <laughs> were wearing Jordans, like uh, in BTE in their travel da in their travel vlogs mm-hmm. and and shit, like the like to target anybody like you targeted the guys that actually wear them yeah which i i found funny um like like okay yeah you target targeted the actual sneakerheads okay well fine still a funny diss i thought it was great mm-hmm. and then the bucks responded with their bios and all that stuff and saying like oh we spend more and this is where their gimmick came out we're like, oh, we spend more on our shoes than, than the AEW has in total salary. And it's like, that's, now that's them being heels in response. Mm-hmm. And I love that. That's their whole gimmick. Um, that's really funny. And then Top Dollar did a really good rap response over a beat by someone called Young Buck which is amazing. <laughs> That's hilarious. Like, and it was good. It was real good. Mm-hmm. And, but again, it's like, oh my God, there's so many people who are actually just wearing them for the show. And they're the, them and uh private party are the only people that actually wear them in real life. So I thought that was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. And Brandon Cutler, like they've had just full, topics and conversations on bte while they were faces with cutler and uh and scorpio sky about the shoes so i thought that was mm-hmm. funny i thought and people are so worked the bucks work everybody expertly they've got everybody and their mother talking about them yeah it's funny okay that, the whole thing is it's funny very... i don't know why people got so upset about shoe talk like it's all just it get fun, just chill out. <laughs> yeah, there's so many people saying that the bucks were gotten to. I was like, you, you're talking about the bucks. Bucks mm-hmm. aren't talking about anybody. Bucks yeah. didn't say you're all talking about the bucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so funny. Okay, on to dynamite now. Malachi Black versus Dante Martin. Fuck, this was good. Yeah, this, was, this match was awesome. And uh, my wife and I are watching this eating dinner, and now my wife's a huge Dante Martin fan after mm-hmm. this match. So it, it worked in that way to get him over, which was awesome. Absolutely. Fantastic. Um, I'm just going to hit pause for one second. Okay, yeah, so this match was awesome. I knew right away, because it was the opener, that it was going to go the distance. Like they were gonna put some, they're gonna put some time into this, which is great, because this is this was by far the longest match that um, oh my little out of breath there, I gotta work out a bit <laughs> that um, Malachi has had he uh, he's been working pretty short matches because he's been running through people. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I love is how the lights go out throughout his intro, like they go out they come on he's at one spot and he walks a bit they go out they come on he's in the ring then mm-hmm. they go out they come on and he's sitting down 
it's yeah, just it's really cool. it's really it's inter- it makes it look really mysterious i love that leo rush is with dante martin yeah this is that was so good like i i loved it his facial expressions this whole match were amazing <laughs> the finish have yeah. you seen that gif oh my god that clip of dante martin getting hit with the with the black mass and leo rush just doing the disapproving mother look yeah, at him yeah, yeah, yeah. is just incredible and dante martin gave the best sell i've ever seen of the black mass yeah he sold it perfectly like like a cartoon like a cartoon Mm -hmm. it was just beautiful malachi black had that beauty powerbomb counter of uh of a springboard from from dante Mm -hmm. which was awesome black makes he makes the most basic moves look devastating like he does a a back heel trip in this match which just looks like it killed Dante Martin. And it's mm-hmm. literally just how you trip your friends when you're in like sixth grade. Like yeah. you just sweep the leg and push them over the leg. Like that's what, <laughs> that's all he did. He just did the, like the, how you trip your friend when you're a kid, but he made it look amazing. <laughs> um, I love punk pointing out um, the, the knee submissions and their significance to, Dante Martin because Darius Martin is out with a knee injury. So Dante mm-hmm. Martin yeah, being cool. in like a knee bar or like a knee lock would be scarier for him than the average wrestler because his brother's been out for like a year because uh-huh. of a knee injury. So like it's like that's incredible commentary. Like that's not something that anyone would ever think about when they're watching a match. Um and then Dante, he just kept going for topes and and springboards, and he did it too many times. And each time, each subsequent time he did it, the commentator is just like, "Oh my god, he he's got a he's got a hurt leg. He really shouldn't be doing this." And like, okay, he got him, but he really has got to like change up his strategy here because he's gonna fuck up at some point. And he did. And when he went up for that last final time. Leo Rush was like, don't do it, man. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. And then he did it. And that's when he got hit with the black mass. And he's like, oh, mm-hmm. God, man. And Leo's told... face was perfect. <laughs> Amazing. And then after the later on the match, I'm just going to skip ahead to this. Um, Leo Rush and Dante are in the back. And Dante looks like the kid that got caught doing something that he should yeah <laughs> and dante martin's uh, or leo rush is saying he's going to learn from his mistakes we all learn from our mistakes we all learn from defeat he lost because of his own actions and now he and i are going to be a tag team <laughs> i was like oh yeah. this is a great story because you know darius is coming back yeah that's gonna and be i like great. to after the match, when Malachi Black was leaving the ring, he did the he turned back, gave Dante a little head nod, like yes. a good kid, and then kept, which is awesome. The nod of approval. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was a little worried. Um, Black in this match, he was doing like a single leg crab, and then he let go at one point and grabbed his ribs, like he yeah. like strained his ribs or something, and he fucking sold it the rest of the match, and I do not think he was working 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I wonder if it's like a cramp or something. I fucking hope so, man. Mm-hmm. So that would be a well. Tragedy. They have booked for a match next week, so hopefully. He's oh okay. yeah. Okay. Well, they would have. They wouldn't have done that otherwise. Mm-hmm. So that's good. But yeah, great match. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Lots of fun. Yeah, and it even in defeat, it's the head nod and all the stuff put Dante over huge. Like I said, my wife was watching it while we were eating dinner, and she's like, "I really like this Dante guy." I was like, "Cool, cool, cool, cool." So it's working. Yeah, he he's very very over. This mm-hmm. is how you get. Uh, Malachi Black booed by having him face guys like Dante. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Okay, so next we have Jurassic Express <laughs> gets assaulted in the back by the inner circle. And they put Luchasaurus... No, it was by the elite. Um, they put yeah. Luchasaurus through a table with the powerbomb, which is significant. It's not that significant. This was... This was Kenny getting his wind back on that power bomb from yes. last week because <laughs> he, he said, "Look how strong I am." <laughs> it, it was funny, and it was it was a very quick beatdown of uh, mm-hmm. of Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, and that will come into play later. Then we have the inner circle um, in a promo battle with American Top Team. Um, I really liked Santana's energy in this. He puts over Miami for just being an incredible crowd. Um, mm-hmm. Jericho's <laughs> then uh, American Top Team comes out and Jericho's insulting them and <laughs> he does, has this line where I didn't know that Paige Van Zandt's uh, partner, her husband, is there as well and he said Paige Van Zandt I wouldn't touch you with your husband's genitalia. Yeah. And I I thought that was fucking, that got me. And I did not expect to pop from a juvenile uh, Jericho (laughs) joke, but I did. Um, And then Punk said, yeah, you would on commentary, (laughs) which I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then Jericho challenges American top team to a five V five match. And Lambert says that he says yes, but he's going to have his own stipulations, and he's going to tell us that this week, like next week, which is this week. Which okay, fine. Yeah, they do this sometimes. He, he's pissed off at Miami, even though he's like, it's our hometown, and you're treating us like this. It's funny. He's getting better. He he's mm-hmm. getting better. He's getting the crowds now. Before Once he stops doing the millennial jokes, it's, I like yeah. all this stuff. So it's well, as long as he stays away from that. He was getting go away heat before from the crowds. Now mm-hmm. the crowds are in on it with him, and he's getting the crowds hot, which is good. Yeah, he's getting the shut. You know what I want to see? Chance. Yeah. Since Paige Van Zant's there, that's the female MMA yes. fighter's name, right? Yes. I want to see her Thunder Rosa fight. Yes. I saw a tweet of that, and I was like, "Yes, please." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I saw a tweet too. And I was like, yeah, I want that. <laughs> That'll be so good. That's Do 6v6 and have Rosa on Inner Circle and Paige yeah. Van Zandt in there. That'd be awesome. Amazing. Well, apparently she's wanted to get into wrestling for a while. So she's somebody that I could see. Because she's just a bare knuckle boxer. There's no money there. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah. You know what's. Uh, funny about all these MMA fighters. Remember it was like a year or two ago when Cody put out that tweet talking shit about the MMA guys. He's like, yeah, whenever you guys don't make it MMA, you always call Vince. So <laughs> it's all these MMA, there's like a whole stable now, but even though I know some of the American top two guys still are active MMA, I'm sure they're just 
yes. doing this for fun. But yeah, Paige Van Zandt, I could see her being like, okay, yeah, this is, and they're, they're, she's going to have a match for sure. Mm-hmm. She's going to have a match for sure. They have, they have her, you can tell who's going to be doing something by what they wear. You know yeah. that Jorge is going to be in a match, Jorge Masvidal, he's going to be in a match, and you know DeSantos has already been in one, and Paige Van Zandt's going to be in one. We haven't mm-hmm. seen who that's going to be against because there's been no women. If she's not in a match, that's a missed opportunity because fucking look at her. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. She looks like a star, so mm-hmm. train her, please. Okay, so next we have yeah. Lucha Bros versus Question Marks, and those were the <laughs> the mystery opponents. And this was, I was a little disappointed at first, and then I then I loved it um, mm-hmm. because we saw a false rumor. You and I probably both saw this rumor. There was a rumor yeah. that it was supposed to be against Dragon Lee and Callistico. I was like, "Fucking, they're bringing in Dragon Lee. That's dope." Mm-hmm. It was not Dragon Lee and Callistico. It was two fucking thick boys and looking uh, like Minecraft creepers. Look like Minecraft creepers or like those guys <laughs> that wear like the green man suits. Yeah, um, <laughs> the morph um, green morph suits coming out there, and like this boy, these boys were these boys were thick, and they could wrestle. And I was like, at first, I was like, oh, they got some jobbers, I guess, just to insult them in Miami, I guess. Mm-hmm. And no, I was like, oh, these guys can wrestle. And then they're like, oh, I know who these guys are. And I was like, oh, kind of spoiled that surprise. But it was FTR. Um, yeah, Lucha Bros. Somebody in our the wrestling group were in before they got announced that it was FTR. Somebody said that's FTR. I know those thighs from anywhere, which made me laugh really hard. <laughs> really good is it's really good. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was awesome. There was a good, really cool assisted springboard drop kick from Phoenix onto both FTR. Um, that was lot- awesome. When he jumped off uh, Pinta's shoulders and then the yeah. ropes. Yeah. yeah. So cool. Um, the large amount of, like the Hispanic fans in the crowd were absolutely loving this match because the mm-hmm. Lucha Bros were just kicking their ass, and that it was like gleeful, like just mm-hmm. watching them just like just kick the shit out of these two guys. They're making fun of their culture, making fun of the masks, making fun of uh, Luchador wrestling, and then, but like FDR doesn't play by the rules. Out comes Tully for the distraction. Dax grabs the uh, AAA title, hits Phoenix with it as he's coming off the rope, then hits a brain buster, and FDR shocks the crowd by winning the AAA title. Yeah. And uh, this is amazing. I yeah. love this. <laughs> Imagine them showing up in Mexico and being like, this, what's all this flippy shit? Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. They're going to have a. A crazy time down there in Mexico. <laughs> they, they're going to get tag teams down there. They're going to get pee thrown at them. There's some tag teams down there that they can work though, so that'd be cool. Oh, for sure. Um, that'll be great if they those one of those guys that have the bull rope. They're pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I think they're in Ring of Honor now. Never mind. Um. Anyways, yeah. So it'll be uh, it'll be very interesting to see what happens there, or if, or if it's just a aw thing where they're gonna take those titles and then i should uh we should just go into the segment that happens later you see them running up the uh 
through the staircase of the uh, of the building and Andrade's with them and you're like okay how, how are they gonna what's gonna happen here and he meets up with MJF and MJF <laughs> says like <laughs> speaks some like shitty Spanglish to uh mm-hmm. to Andrade says like okay so uh how much do I owe you and uh and he gives him the money and he's like he's like this is a one-time thing right he's like oh yes yes uh these guys are all yours he just really wanted to screw over the lucha brothers with two americans um mm-hmm. interesting but I then when mjf like... walked off andrade had that look like yeah you think they're yours so is that'd be sweet if they did like a andrade takes over the pinnacle or something type storyline <laughs> He actually would work well with the pinnacle. I think mm-hmm. he would fit. Yeah. He would fit in pretty well. Yeah, really, really cool. Um, yeah, I just love that he paid off MJF to get FDR in the match. I like that the heels just—they're all willing to like pay each other to mm-hmm. do each other's dirty work, and I like that. And it's one-offs, yeah. and they don't ever have to work together again. Yeah, because what did he say? Do you want cash or check? And MJF said both. <laughs> oh yeah, no, Andrade said. But, oh yeah, yeah, both. He's like, okay. Do it. Yeah. Here you go. <laughs> That's awesome. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, next match with Blink and you miss it. This was Mox oh, versus yeah, this Wheeler Yuta. I nice. was sad, but I get it. Um, so he comes in. He's smashing Wheeler Yuta all over the place, and then he just beats him. And in my notes, I have smashing Wheeler all over. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and. Yuda needs help. Um, he gets hit with a paradigm shift. The uh, the doctors come in. They're looking at him. Orange Cassidy's in the ring. He's he's looking. He's looking at him. He looks concerned. Um, I know why they did this later on. Um, they when when they revealed the brackets, I believe that we'll be seeing Orange Cassidy versus Moxley in that tournament. For yeah, the uh, AW Eliminator tournament, so this is kind of setting that up, but also a continued increased mean streak from Moxley. I think they're yeah. slowly turning him heel, and I think they've been doing that a little bit over time because Archer is not a heel, Suzuki is not a heel. We saw Moxley going at them, getting the hometown treatment, all that stuff. He's sort of, he hasn't been going through the crowds as much. He's been, Mm -hmm. he's been getting more and more pissed off in his promos. He's really pissed off at Tanahashi. He's like, he's deviating more to being heel, I think. And I tend to, I think if the, if they don't want to have Danielson facing in the, I'm going to jump into the tournament just for a split second. If they don't want to have Danielson facing Hangman right away, because Hangman's probably winning the title, and then Danielson's in that tournament, and you're like, oh, Danielson taking the title right away, that kind of sucks. We might get heel Moxley facing Hangman. Cause That'd I be kind of nuts. I think we see Moxley versus Danielson in the finals, and Moxley beats Danielson maybe? Maybe as a heel, doing yeah. some doing some underhanded shit. Like he doesn't beat him naturally, but he mm-hmm. does some underhanded shit to beat him. And then we see him versus Hangman, and Hangman beats him. Maybe I think. Yeah, 
Anyways, that's uh Yeah, he has been acting more heelish, but yeah, there, I mean, there's plenty of story you could do. Like people are keep coming into the company, and I'm getting passed by, and it's starting to piss me off, type thing. And yeah, it just he looks like he's just getting angrier and angrier and angrier. It's like okay, mm-hmm. and then he's going to snap, and I like that because Moxley, we haven't seen heel Moxley yet, and that'll be really exciting. Nope. Kind of like heel yeah. Cody. I want to see that. That's something we haven't seen yet. That's a whole <laughs> new dynamic. Very exciting stuff. Um, and we have Serena Deeb. She has some words. She's basically says that the division got way too comfortable while she was out with her knee injury. And then she gets assaulted by Sheeta. And this we saw made me laugh so hard because she did just hit her with something off screen out of nowhere. And it made me laugh really hard because it caught me by surprise. And it's <laughs> Sheeta. Like Sheeta doesn't do this type of stuff. So <laughs> I like this. Ed, but she did break her 50 wins title over her head. So it's justified. Yeah. Um, yeah she posted a picture of uh, her on Twitter holding the broken title. And it looks like they added fake blood to the glass part of the title. Okay. So insinuating that it busted her open and she was super pissed off sitting in it, like cross-legged with holding the broken thing, which was cool. Did you hear CM Punk's incredible commentary during this fight? CM no. Punk said <laughs> Serena Deeb has a great head of hair. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I did hear that. Call it call back to the straight edge. Fucking awesome. That they were in together. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Really good. Really good. Little joke there. CM Punk mm-hmm. was on point with the jokes, with the exception. There was one joke I didn't like. I'll get to that later. Sure. But I don't know if other people didn't like it, so maybe it's just me. Um, so next we had Super Click versus The Dark Order. So, um, this was a PWG love letter. Oh, yeah. Every single, one of, every single one of these guys cut their teeth in PWG. This is really cool to see. Super Click. Including the rest. <laughs> yes, including the ref. <laughs> Super clicks immediately isolating Silver on the outside. They go to do the power bomb. He reverses out of it. Um, the Dark Order then takes advantage. Silver went for his rampage on the outside and just ate shit with a super kick, which was that was awesome. I really I liked that a lot. Um, really impactful. The highlight of the match was Uno takes off Nick's shoe, including the sock. And then he mm-hmm. puts on the sock and hits Nick with the Mr. Socko mandible claw. Yeah. And the crowd went ballistic. So fun. Yeah. Um, they even called out Mr. Socko. Then we got I don't know if they called him Mr. Socko, the but they said, what's he doing trigger. here? Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was just going to say, I don't know if they called it Mr. Socko by name, but they said, what's he doing here? Like, what's Mr. Socko doing here? Which is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. That but is excellent. I saw someone on Twitter point out, uh, this, you know, it's a slight McFoley tease, and then they're going to be in Long Island soon. That's where McFoley's from. So, oh shit! And yeah. it's a big stadium. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and McFoley loves AW. Yeah, and he's not. I don't think he's signed to like a Legends deal with WWE or anything. So, and he's, he's at a GCW show a couple weeks ago, and he's feuding with Britt Baker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they talk shit to each other all the time on Twitter. It's hilarious. really good stuff Uh, she says that she's the hardcore legend and Mm -hmm. not him which is great Um, one Thunder Rosa match which was awesome yeah yeah, so we got a BTE trigger followed by the the boon to Reynolds that's how it ends things Jungle Boy runs in because he's pissed off that they stomped him out earlier in the night 
he gets beaten up, thrown out of the ring, but then he comes back in, this time with a chair, and everybody scampers out with the exception of Cutler, and he just eats a chair. And mm-hmm. uh, good shit. Oh yeah, he eats the chair and then gets put in the in the snare trap, but within the snare trap, he's holding the cold spray, and he's spraying him in the face as well, which is pretty funny. <laughs> he I blocks like it with the chair. That was hilarious. <laughs> okay, so next we have a cool segment and this is this is where my opinion of this is going to change based off of how this all ends so we have a, the continuing story of Cody and Arn and Cody is he's being put through the gauntlet so Arn pulls up in his giant i think it's a freaking hummer or something i don't know big mm-hmm. white something they come out he opens up like a a like a big metal gate to like at a training facility and it's all the trainees there and we've seen them all it's kylan king and uh brock anderson lee johnson's there all the people who train with the nightmare family um they they say like oh you're late you blah 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 and all that stuff he gets in the ring and he's running the gauntlet and arn's just throwing one person after the other at him and he's hip tossing them he's hitting them he's dodging them all this stuff and eventually Arn distracts him and they just start beating on Cody and Kylan King slaps him in the face and (laughs) Cody's like what the hell are we doing here man he's like he's like this is ridiculous and then Arn pulls him aside he shows him a picture of uh Arn and Dusty where with uh Arn busted open and Arn asked him, did people boo this man when he, when he busted me open? He said, no, because I had it coming. And he says, Malachi has it coming. And I said, I'm like, okay, this is, this is kind of in a vacuum. This is really cool because Mm -hmm. it's showing Arn sort of building Cody back up, but I don't really, I don't want to see them rehab Cody as a face i don't want to see them uh build cody back up i want to see heel cody um yeah and later on the show they announced that cody will be facing malachi black again for the third time next week on dynamite and i i feel like what they're doing and i if they do this i will be ecstatic is that arn is trying to get Hody's trying to get Hody trying to get Cody's head right. <laughs> He's going to get him back in the game. He's going to get him back in that ring, build him back up, and then Black's going to cave in his head again. And then yeah. we're going to get heel Cody. Like no matter what Arn Anderson does to him to build him back up, it's never enough. And then we're going to get I hope him. so. That's what I hope they're I doing. Hope... Yeah. If they're just building him up to be like Oh, this is this is the real Cody. This is who we've been missing. Like, no, I don't want that shit. Nobody wants mm-hmm. that. That is vastly yeah. misreading the room. So yeah, for sure, we'll see. I I really do think Cody's just going to get his head kicked in again. I hope that's what happens, and then he's got to go down even further. Yeah, I, the thing I liked about this segment too is even Dustin was uh, getting licks in on Cody too, which was cool. Yeah, they're all getting their shots in. It was good. It was really good. It was a really mm-hmm. well made segment, beautifully shot. 
I loved seeing all the trainees because we haven't seen them all that often unless you watch Dark. So that was mm-hmm. cool to see them. Um, and they, they all had lines, which was nice. Um, yeah, I uh, I really liked it. I just uh, really hope they're not trying to rehab Cody. Mm-hmm. I don't think they are. I think they know. Yeah, they're too I aware. I think they know. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. too aware. Like, it, it's a really cool... And the thing is, is that people are, people are so in their feelings about Cody that even if Cody is doing all the right things, telling this really cool story, they're still like, fuck Cody, which is Yeah, funny. he's still going to get booed. But like, people still just really like actively hate him, which is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Like, Cody's trying to put himself over. Uh, uh-uh. <laughs> it wasn't that like the point of every wrestler though? Yes. Get over a little bit at least. Yes. I mean, you can't put other people over if you're not over yourself. (laughs) Okay, so now we have MJF coming out to the ring. He's got some shit to say to Darby Allin, and he's got some shit to say to Darby Allin in his ring gear. So he comes out full ring gear, because if we remember, last week, he challenged Darby Allin to that match. Um, Darby accepted, and then Darby got jumped by the masked goons in the back which was mm-hmm. just MJF and the Pinnacle, but that's neither here nor... They didn't address that, which... Why even wear masks? Whatever. It yeah. doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he's out there. He's saying, all right, Darby, come out to the ring. Let's have our match. And we all know he's not coming. The commentary says, "We, you know he's not coming. He says like, oh, yeah. I remember Darby Allen got beaten up last week, but... You know, if he's not going to show up, this just this just shows again why Darby will always be number two. And then he brings Bryce into the ring. He makes him do the ten count to count out uh, Darby. And once he gets to nine, Sting's music hits. Sting comes out. MJF throws Wardlow into Sting. He eats a bat, and uh, and MJF runs away. Which mm-hmm. uh, this was okay. Yeah. Uh, it was it it was fine, it was it was entertaining yeah. enough, but uh, yeah, not not uh not as not their best stuff, but it it, it was interesting. I didn't love seeing Wardlow get taken taken down by Old Man Sting. <laughs> that was uh, that's where I was like, eh, I don't know about that, about all that. Yeah. But, I mean, Sting's kind of you know he's no sold power bombs through tables and stuff, so he's yeah. Kinda like a, Jason they, Voorhees at this point. Exactly. He he's supernatural <laughs> kind of at this mm-hmm. point. He's got a mystique to him. And I can appreciate that. He's uh he's taken some licks that most wrestlers shouldn't get up from. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next we have Anna Jay. She's in the back. She uh she's talking about her about the turn about the women's tournament essentially and then baker shows up and she starts insulting the dark order she calls them a bunch of losers and anna jay just punches her in the mouth yeah, they get it. okay that's enough like enough out of you so they have a match um i can't remember when that is but they have one i it's think a, it's next friday next or this friday, friday coming a rampage mm-hmm. okay so yeah. that makes sense um Yes, yeah, so it's interesting. That's a that's a good match to put um, Anna J over with. Um, mm-hmm. 
next match we have uh, Penelope Ford and Kira Hogan. And this is where Punk made that weird joke where he said, uh, I'm sure I'm wrong here and I'm sure I know the answer, but uh, is a... Uh, it's not the same Hogan, right? It's not. It's just, there's no. Uh, the, there's no relation to that Hogan. It's like really, just don't even. Don't even. Yeah. Like draw. I kind of blocked attention. that from my mind that he said that, but that was a pretty bad joke. <laughs> it's like, don't even draw attention to that. And it's a black mm-hmm. woman. It's just no. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, is she related to the old racist hot dog man? Like, no. Yeah. Just, <laughs> Like I see what you're doing, just don't do it. But then uh the other commentary kind of covered for it a little bit. Um I think it was Excalibur was said like, What, happy Hogan? Yeah. <laughs> and uh <laughs> and even JR was just like, uh, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> JR was the guy who was like, uh uh-uh, uh, that's not it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which was which I thought was kind of funny because normally guys are like, Enough horny JR, let's move on. Yeah. Um yeah, this uh this match this this had timing issues at the beginning. They were kinda off. Um somebody went for a, a leapfrog at one point that just kinda missed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like the person just didn't I like Hogan went up for a leapfrog and Ford just didn't go underneath her. <laughs> she just went yeah. beside her. I was like, That's that's not how you do that. Um <laughs> they came back from commercial break right into a superplex from Hogan, which was cool. Like they're just yeah. on top. Of I always it. like it when they come back from commercial and somebody's doing a big power move like that. It's cool. It's like, oh shit, okay. Um, mm-hmm. I love Hogan's sliding drop kick in the corner. It's very cool where she runs around the ring and then slides in mm-hmm. with the baseball yeah. slide. I think that's super cool. Then uh, Ford won with a, with a really nice cutter followed by her Moodle lock. Mm-hmm. Um, not the Santana <laughs> Moodle lock. Um, Ruby Soho runs out, of course, lays out, uh, lays out Penelope Ford. Um, yeah, really good stuff. Uh, yeah, it's cool. It it was an okay match. Yeah, it was. uh, I don't know. I feel like the commercial break was longer than the match itself. Yeah, but it's good that their Ruby came out because she's super over. So it's good to see her on TV. Ruby got a pop. She looked good. Mm -hmm. Excellent. I just hope. Yeah, hope that feud goes somewhere a little differently. I feel like we're probably going to see like Kira Hogan and Roby versus Penelope Ford and and the Bunny, which will be a better match probably because of mm-hmm. the experience in that match is up tenfold with yeah. as opposed to Ty Conte, who's awesome, and Anna Jay, who's got like less than twenty matches under her belt. Mm-hmm. Um, next segment was just incredible oh this was gosh this was amazing this was miro and it's he's demanding to hear from his god he says that he's been praying to his god and he hasn't heard back and he's he's saying did i not win enough for you did i not say your name enough did i not hold the belt up to you high enough he's like i can't go home to my hot wife right now i can't even look her in the eye he said why have you forsaken me god um why did you gift gift me with a body of granite and a neck of sand i fucking love that line that Mm -hmm. was really well done he said if he does not hear back from his god 
he's going to continue to take his wrath out on everyone in the locker room. And he, the lighting in this, like the, like, yeah. he was lit like Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, yeah. it was, it was like he was in, he looked like he was in a confession booth. Like it was yeah. just, yeah. it was so phenomenal. awesome. He's, he's, and this is what I said when he lost that title, I was like, he doesn't need the title for this role. He can continue to do this, and now he is, uh, the god God's champion who's been forsaken by his god. I was like, amazing, yeah, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> I think it might be better. Um, yeah, just awesome. And then this led right into Hangman, who gave one of the most heartfelt, um, yeah, promos I've seen in a long time. Really, just great. two awesome back-to-back promos yeah hangman two very different promos too yes absolutely one one was a perfect vignette and this was a perfect heart on the sleeve baby face in the center of the ring with the fans in the palm of his hand Mm -hmm. he he goes out there and he talks about when the elite came over and formed this company that was after ring of honor in new japan but aw changed them it changed all of the elite and it changed him in particular. He talked about how he came here to be, to be the champ and he failed. And then he lost to everybody else in the main event scene. He lost to Jericho. He lost to MJF. He lost to Pac. Um, and then he lost his confidence, his friends, and essentially he lost himself. And then, the one thing, but he said the one thing he never lost was the fans. They always had his back and they were always there chanting cowboy shit, no matter how deep he fell. And he says that he says that cowboy shit was their support. It was, uh, it was him winning the tag titles with Kenny. It was him learning to move on from his past and make new friends and have their backs and for them to have his. It was taking the time to leave the company and be with his wife and his for the birth of his new baby. And then lastly, it was getting back on that horse, climbing the ladder and getting that title shot. He says, he doesn't know how the match is going to go. He said he might, he might lose, but he knows that the fans believe in him. And for the first time he believes in himself. I almost started crying right there. I, I like, did. Hang man. <laughs> I did. I did start crying when he said, that. yeah. And like, I know the shit's fake. <laughs> and it was like holy shit he got me he says at full at full here he's going to give his heart his soul his blood his sweat and most likely his tears and I was like fuck hangman you got my tears <laughs> like Jesus what a promo man yeah that was awesome I was, like that's what we didn't know if he had when he came into AEW like he didn't have the character he didn't have the mic skills he didn't he couldn't command the the audience, and now he's got everybody in the wrestling world eating out of the palm of his hand, and it's mm-hmm. fucking great. Yeah, just pure awesome stuff, and yeah, and it's like his promo style is so different because he he plays up that anxiousness that he always says he's the anxious millennial cowboy. He plays it up really well in his promos to where it just drag not drags you and pulls you in to where you sympathize with him and stuff. It's awesome. Well, because that that is him. He mm-hmm. is 
like an anxious millennial cowboy. Like he said that that is uh it's true. Like that's yeah. That's him at his core. Uh so it's it's very believable in that sense. He uh he's and not he's not playing a character. Um, we haven't got to do it in a while, but the uh hangman fit check his shirt was amazing and I yes, wanted it. Was. I was trying to find it online, but I couldn't find it. <laughs> I knew I didn't even have to put that in the notes. You would get there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So next match, I love this. This was, yeah, this uh, was so Bobby Fish versus Brian Danielson. I had heard that Bobby Fish did have a match with Brian Danielson and it wasn't very good. So it's like in Ring of Honor. So I was like, huh, okay. So my expectations were lowered for this, but man, this was good. This was the uh, kick version of like a chopping match, like a yeah, <laughs> like a Eddie yeah. Kingston, um, friggin' Minoru Suzuki chopping match or whatever. Like just fucking awesome. Again, mm-hmm. very believable fight. Like again, zero need to suspend any belief between these two. It looked like they were just going at it. Um, Fish was teeing off on basically an already battered man because he's one day removed from that absolute war that he had with Suzuki. Yeah. So, like, he had Danielson... This is just an unreal sequence. He had him tied up in the corner, and he was just teeing off on him for about five minutes. And the ref could not get Bobby Fish away. The only time he got Bobby Fish away from him, he he went to the other corner just to get a head start so he could run in from farther yeah. away to kick him in the head again. I was like, mm-hmm. just it was awesome. It was I it reminded me of like a climactic fight at the end of an action movie where the villain's just working over the battered hero after he's just gone through all his goons. Like yeah. he's so damaged That's a and like excellent description. <laughs> And the villain's just like in his suit with his twirly little mustache, or he's taken off his suit, but he's still wearing the vest over top of like the white, the crisp white, uh, like, like suit jacket and everything. Like, it was all, he looks like a villain out of like a John Wick movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he that's does. what Bobby Fish looks <laughs> he had, like, like. a suit on. Yeah, it looks like John Wick just got to the end of the movie. He's taken five bullets, forty-five knives, a dog bit him. And now he's got to fight Bobby Fish. <laughs> that's that's what this looked like. Um, <laughs> yeah, these two guys they they almost ripped each other's legs off with dragon screws, and then they both had each other in knee bars, and they're just <laughs> kicking each other in the head. While yeah, that part had... was cool where they start kicking each other it was awesome in the knee bar. And it just and uh, in the end, it just transitions or Danielson transitions him into a heel hook which was grotesque and mm-hmm. yeah and uh he just taps out Bobby Fish with a move that you he's got two finishing or two signature finisher signature or submissions and he beat him with a with a third one like yeah. it came out of nowhere he beat him with a Danielson went with a heel hook what yeah awesome it's fucking cool it's awesome i think as every match he's won with something different hasn't he yeah that same with cm punk like i would love how they are using those two guys they win with something Mm -hmm. different every time and they still do the moves 
that they finished other people with, but they can't get the finish in the in the subsequent match. I love it. Mm-hmm. I think it's so cool. Yeah. Um. Okay. So next, uh, we only have the matches, I believe, for next uh, Friday or no for next Saturday. So let's go into that. Or now oh, we have some stuff, but so we have Cody versus Malachi Black is next Saturday on Dynamite. That's going to be very good. I'm very intrigued. I still think Malachi Black is going to win. And I think we're going to see some good story development out of that. Um, We have uh, AW Eliminator tourney match between Lance Archer and Eddie Kingston. I don't know when that is. I think that must be next Saturday. Yeah, I don't know. That's going to be a cool match. Those two dudes are going to beat the hell out of each other. Yes. Okay, so these are all for next Saturday. Then we have Brian Danielson versus Dustin Rhodes, which is going to be cool as hell. That's also... I'm actually looking forward to this match a lot. This is going to be awesome. That's going to be a really good match. That's a crazy Styles Clash. Um, Mm -hmm. We have Dan Lambert giving his stipulation. So those are the matches for next Saturday. There's lots of room for other stuff to be announced. We know that we also have Orange Cassidy versus... Um, is it Will Hobbs? Will Hobbs. Did he face him? Yes, yeah. on Rampage next week. So that's on Friday. And there are a couple other matches announced, but it's hard to look up what those matches are without seeing spoilers. So I didn't Yeah, I think that there's a Britt Baker versus um, the Anna J match is okay. next Friday. Okay, too. so we, we know who's winning that one, so that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um so i did take some photos i you can't see them but i took some photos of the where did i take the photos badly yes i did okay so we have john moxley or so this is for the the rest of the eliminator tournament so we have john moxley versus 10 10's an interesting person to put in here kind of a throwaway match he's been in has he been in He's been in other tournaments before because I remember him being in another Eliminator tournament. Yeah, it's funny. I don't. I guess it's because he's big. He can look imposing, and Mm -hmm. he. It's fine for him to lose. I saw a lot of people talking shit about the brackets for this tournament. I think they're fine because you have to remember that this isn't a round robin tournament like in New Japan. In New Japan, Mm -hmm. you have a round robin tournament, so everybody faces everybody once, no matter what. And mm-hmm. because of that, you can have the top guys get your the odd loss, and it doesn't hurt them in any way. Yeah. Whereas here, like if you put like Pac or Andrade or whatever, if you put just all the top guys in here, guaranteed every at the end of every single match, there'd be people screaming about this person got buried. Blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. oh, speaking of Pac. And Andrade, that's another match on Rampage this Friday. It's Pac Andrade too. Yes, that's going to be great. I heard it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we have that. So we have Ten versus Moxley. So Ten, 10's a guy who can lose easily, and you don't have people whining and complaining because you know people would be mm-hmm. like, Pac's getting buried. Uh, like, oh, you just brought Leo Russian and he lost. Oh yeah, like you. You don't want to put like CM Punk in the tournament because they probably don't want him to win the tournament, and they probably don't want him to lose a match yet. So then, what do you do with that? This is why tournaments are hard to do on TV. Mm-hmm. This is exactly sure. why. 
This is why it works in New Japan because they don't have to adhere to TV schedules. Yes, that's why I was going to. I was just about to say though, but every every tournament should be round robin because yeah, the best. But because <laughs> then you it's can hard have, to do on a weekly TV schedule. <laughs> yeah, because then you can have uh, Tanahashi who has a losing record lifetime against uh, against Taruyano because <laughs> Taruyano just has his number, even though yeah. he's the jobber, the comedy jobber, mm-hmm. but he just beats the ace of New Japan every time. It's great. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then we have Orange Cassidy versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Then we have Dustin Rhodes versus Danielson and Lance Archer versus Kingston. So we're going to get through the whole first round next week. So that's mm-hmm. interesting. Well, because Full Gear's coming up, so they probably got to get yeah, that going. They got to rush it. We saw what happened mm-hmm. if you uh, take too long to get to get through it in too short a time with the women's tournament. Hopefully they mm-hmm. won't do that again. Yeah. <laughs> um, still, we don't have any brackets for that, which is weird, because that should be coming up. They should be doing that soon as well, because that's in December. No, January. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, they, January. they have time. They have time. Yeah. Yeah. So we got through this. Wow, we got through that podcast in an hour and forty minutes. Wow, we're getting pretty good. This this have been last year to taking us. Four and a half hours to get through. We've taken two. <laughs> we've taken two hours on one episode before. Mm-hmm. I because uh, I don't go through every move anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and then this person did a did a drop throw hold into a super kick. Blah, 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 blah. All right. Yeah. So that's good. Um, I guess we will. Well, I don't know if you will hear from us next week. Because yeah, we got both got a lot of stuff to do next weekend. So yeah, I'm, <laughs> I may not be. I'm selling my art at a convention, and Brad is Brad's doing something with your family, right? Uh, my wife's best friend's birthday's next week, so there you go. Yeah, so uh, I won't be able to watch Dynamite Live next week, so or even Rampage. I'll, I'll probably catch them when I get home from the cons, but I'm definitely not going to be doing any podcasts. Not mm-hmm. from the show floor. Yeah, you'd be, be a working man. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be an experience. Do a podcast right from the show floor. <laughs> Speaking of footage from the show floor, I sent you that clip, but there. Oh, I haven't had a chance to watch it. Yet. I'll watch it whenever we're finished oh recording God, this. I need to watch it though. Footage from MJF walking in on the uh, uh, the Black Excellence podcast or <laughs> the Black Excellence panel at. Uh, New York Comic Con, which was Seahawk and Lovely, and one guy I can't, I've I haven't read his work, so I don't remember his name. But J Rose and the Tiger Driver guys, um, <laughs> that was MGF walking in on their panel, and when he walks in, he stands up from the crowd. He goes like, "Hey, I've got." They all throw up their hands and go, "No!" At the yeah. same time, and it is the <laughs> funniest thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It is a perfect reaction gif, which has already been made. Yeah, that's hilarious. And he gets up there and he says to Cam, "I just came here to see my favorite white man, Seahawk." <laughs> <laughs> And I, oh my god! And a lot of them on that stage thought it was funny. Maybe they were being polite, but it is the one of the biggest heel moves I've seen in my mm-hmm. life. 
And yeah, and then the picture MJF tweeted about himself from being on that panel was hilarious too. Oh but. my god, it's just <laughs> it's so funny, and I feel bad for them because uh, like it's funny, and I'm sure it pissed them off. Mm-hmm. Um, but they know it's good as well. It's I don't know. It's a uh, it he he certainly got some real heat from people for that one. So. Mm-hmm. kudos to that because there aren't a lot of heels that can get both uh good heel heat and like legit like fuck you heat yeah so mjf is amazing he's yeah. really turning into a giant asshole and i love it uh-huh. somebody that you really love to hate yeah for sure yeah he's been killing it lately okay so on that note we will bid you guys adieu see ya